It's 6.35, uh, and I would like to call the meeting of HCDC to order. Uh, starting with our second agenda item, uh, we would like to welcome a new member, uh, Michael Eckhart. Um, so maybe we do something similar that we did with uh, Jennifer, where if uh, you have anything that you'd uh, be willing to share with us to introduce yourself, and then we would go around and give a brief introduction. Yeah, sure. So my name is uh, Michael Hi, so uh, my name is Michael Eckhart. I've lived in the Iowa City area for a while now. Uh, I've lived in Johnson County for the last 11 years now. Uh, and I guess I'm very interested in the subject of affordable housing and stuff in the region because, uh, well, the whole reason we moved back to Iowa was for family during the recession when we didn't have a lot of money when we lost our housing. And uh, we came back to stay with family and uh, affordable housing was a very serious issue for me early in my life. Uh, today, I am a mechanical engineer for Motors Engineering. I'm a design professional for construction. So I design mechanical systems for buildings. And I believe we're actually working on at least one of the projects for, uh, for Shelter House right now. So that's who I am and why I signed up for this, I guess. This. I'm Mary Ann Dennis, and I'm, I work part-time at the Housing Trust Fund of Johnson County. I'm Becky Reedus. Um, I'm retired, former nonprofit, so um, I'm vocal. <laughs> My name is Nasser Muhammad. I'm working for LeapFrog as quality assurance engineer. Also, I'm an active member in the Sudanese community. Um, I'm Erica Kubli. I'm the neighbor service, neighborhood services coordinator with the city, so I'm staff. Brianna Tool. I'm a planner with the city. I'm Kale Banning. I work in affordable housing and construction. I am Kyle Vogel. Uh, I also work in affordable housing from property management side. And not affordable housing, just housing. Carol's here. And now for uh, agenda item number three, consideration of the meeting minutes from September uh, 15th. Are there any edits or corrections to the uh, September minutes? May I have a motion to uh, approve the uh, September 15th of 2022 HCDC minutes. So moved. I'll second. second. <laughs> All in Whichever, favor. one of those. <laughs> All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passed. And for agenda item number four, uh, it's time for public comment of items not on the agenda. Do you have any uh, comments from the public? So moving on to agenda item number five, we have the legacy aid to agencies, questions and answer. And I would just like to uh, open up a discussion amongst us with uh, the aid to agencies.
to start. I don't want to be the one that starts. <laughs> okay, I'll be the one that starts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, first of all, I appreciate the agencies who um, had questions and provided answers. Those are very much appreciated. I will say that the commission had few questions and I have to say that I'm mixed in that group, but I think the questions that were asked were very, um, very relevant and uh, appreciated. Um, I did notice that in some of the responses, however, they didn't seem real direct, and I'm a direct kind of person. When, when a question is asked, just provide the answer in one sentence and use the rest of it to explain. Um, in your allotted space. But um, it's, it's difficult sometimes to draw the answer out, in my opinion, that's been asked of the applicants, though I do appreciate, like I said, the effort to do so. Um, I guess I don't have anything specific on any of them right now, but as we get into this, I'm sure I will. Well, I want to um, talk about, uh, I think two meetings ago, could have been three, we went through the budget um, and uh, I actually went through the joint funding application process, I think, and we made some recommendations. And I know because I talked to Brianna, I don't know that the response from United Way was we ever brought that back to the group, did we? Well. It, Basically, there were too many changes, so none of the recommendations that we made were incorporated. Is that right? They made some recommendations. They added in the question about um, staff turnover. They couldn't make all changes, but so partially. Okay. Um, one of the things that um, I've come to realize is <clears throat> that there's a variety of ways in which the agencies answered financial um, questions, uh, profit and loss statements, which are not my favorite thing to get. <laughs> um, and I'd I prefer to see um, an end of year financial statement that has been approved by the board at the very least, so that I know that the board is watching over the financial aspect of the organization. but. Form C actually um, asks for budgeted information, and so there are some agencies that are giving us budgeted figures as opposed to actual revenue and expenditures, which just makes it even worse because we're, we're looking at entirely different, um, we, we don't have the same kind of information from each organization, so that's very problematic to me in, in, in these um, applications. I'm going to agree with Carol. A couple of, not all, a, a lot of the answers to the questions were, were actually excellent, you know, and I appreciate um, the organizations that went to great lengths to answer those questions. Um, uh, it was information that I think we needed, you know, to make some better um, decisions, but there are a couple that I was even more confused after reading um, some of the questions. So, um, and when I don't get the answers, 
I go looking. I look at websites. I read GuideStar. I pull your latest 990. I'm going to look at all that stuff to get the information that I need. So um, I'll keep looking until I can't find anything anymore. So um, that's some of my statements about what's going on, but I have more. But anybody, you want me to keep going? Okay. So a question that I have is um, we can't, the, the lowest funding level for legacy agencies is 15K. And we're bound by that, correct? Okay. But it, we don't necessarily have to recommend any funding to an organization. True? Okay. Um, I had hoped also, uh, I would have had to send information to you, but um, I want to, uh, thanks to the staff again for doing the application summary. I always think that's very, very useful. Um, even if, it, it, it actually might draw more questions that I have. Um, but it does concern me some of the unit costs. Um, you know, that we're seeing. And I, I have concerns that for agencies that are providing similar services that we might not be paying similar unit costs per agency. And I'd like to see us get to a point where we're paying more unit costs. I think it, it's more fair to an organization. It, it doesn't penalize one for being a large organization versus a small organization, but we're, we're paying that unit cost. Um, whether that's for food, whether it's for childcare, whether it's per um, hour unit of uh, mentee situation in a youth type of group, I do think that it would be useful for us to um, try and, I think some of those unit costs um, were not correct, not because the staff did them wrong, but because of the numbers that the agencies provided, where they provided agency numbers versus program numbers. Um, and I think that was reflected in one of the, the agency's uh, questions that we, we asked back. And those questions, those uh, numbers were, were significantly smaller. Okay. Is there a standardized format for the answers to follow with, in terms of continuity, whether they're providing answers for the agency at large or the program or the project that they're? Um, I don't have one application in front of me. Um, not specifically. I think they should be describing how they're going to use the funds and um, basing their application on that. So, I mean, it, it varies across agencies. Some agencies might be only using funds for a specific program, and some agencies might be using it for more broader operational expenses. Operational. So it's hard for us to... Okay, to so it's whatever the agency is, is needing. Right, yes. Okay, thank you.
And if there aren't any um, further discussion items, uh, then we next have agenda item number six, the legacy aid to agencies next steps with the individual scoring and funding recommendations. I think I do have a comment about uh, Habitat for Humanity, the last item. On their, on their response, they, they indicate that uh, the cost increased by 26%, and I think all that uh, increased uh, apply on the, on the low-income families who uh, received the, the benefit from the Habitat for Humanity. Before the pandemic, they do have the ratio 50-50. They drawn loan from a bank, and then they give the individual about 50% uh, for uh, the money that's without any interest. But now the ratio has been increased significantly, probably 75% loan drawn from the bank and 25% from the habitat. Also, there is some uh, closing fees and just the, the program is became hard to, to afford. The question is how we can uh, help uh, Habitat for Humanity to, to help the, the people in the community, specifically the low-income families. Some of them, they very low-income and the wages are not growing. Uh, in the community to match that increase on, on the cost for this program. Are we limited to just comments on the questions and answers? I think you can discuss the applications and the questions and answers. Okay. Something I was wondering was, do we want to go through each agency and ask specifically if anyone has any questions? Because I would hate to see this part of it draw to a close so soon. It seems like we haven't really um, kind of batted the ball around. Just a suggestion. Crickets. Yeah, I'm waiting to get any, I mean. Hopefully we've all gone through all of the applications. We've seen this, the staff's summaries and asked our questions and gotten answers. And I'm not sure there's a lot of value in just going through every single agency. Because I, I think, I think you, I'm not sure people can hear you. Uh, oh. Say that all again. All of it? <laughs> yeah, okay. all of it. I think that as a commissioner, we were to review all of the applications, um, look at the staff summaries, submit the written questions, we received the questions, and I think part of the reason that we did it, we're doing it this way is to avoid going through every single agency and going through it again. I mean, I think if, if a commissioner has a specific question or about the answer of a, of a particular agency, I think there's value in that. But otherwise, I'm not necessarily a proponent of going through every single agency at this time. 
Yeah, I was just talking about the answers, not the whole application or anything like that. But I, well, I'm saying I, I'm not a proponent of going through every single agency and their questions. I appreciate your answer. Okay. So if she's got a question to one of the questions that was sent out, you, you are not in favor of her asking that right now? No, I, I'm just saying let's not go through every single one. No, but I think she's saying, okay, I, I, what I heard is she's asking if I have questions to the answers that were submitted as a result of the recent questions to the agency. She would like to ask that. Is that what I heard? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, ask that question. Sure, ask that question. If nobody has any any responses questions about it, I'm, there's, pro, there's no benefit in going through them. But I think go ahead and ask. Why not? Okay, ask a specific question. Sure. If you have one, yeah. And I, I apologize. I didn't understand what you were saying. I'll have to look at this here for a second. This is my first time to look at the paper copy. I'm a paper copy person, although I did read on the computer. Let's see what, what. I can't, I can't think of any right now. I'm looking here, I'll come up with something. General question, depending on the fact, like, so we, as part of this, as the staff, it shows what they've gotten from the city in prior years. For the request, if they're requesting from United Way, is it possible for us to also find out what their fundings have been from the United Way. I mean, there are a couple that have had major jumps in what they're requesting. And my curiosity is simply is, are, are they only asking the city for a big, a bunch more money? Or are they, are they hitting United Way and Coralville as equally? Does that make sense? And I'm just not sure if those numbers are in here and I didn't see them or if that's on, if that's even something United Way has available to the so we, we can get those numbers. Um, their request for each agency should be in the application, and you should be able to see it for this year. But I, right, I don't yeah. know offhand if the previous years are in there or not. Um, I didn't see it, but I may be missing it. I saw it because I see where it has Corville request, Iowa City request, United Way request for everybody. And it shows what they're requesting from those, from us three. Yeah, I'm just curious because there are some that, I mean, we saw, you know, that are jumping from, 50,000 in previous years to 100, 110,000, you know, those kind of jumps. I'm just curious if, if in previous years they were getting, you know, they were requesting, you know, 100 from the United Way or they're requesting 200 from the United Way this year, or is the implication there that they're hoping that Iowa City will make up, you know, that all the bulk or the majority of those operating increases? I, that's why I was just curious if that's something we can even get from United Way. 
I think so. How many years would you want to? How many well, years? I would think just a couple. Like two, three years. I, don't, I know you got some of these back to like two, 2014, but I mean, I, I would just be curious to see the last couple of years to see yeah. if there's, you know, if it was 2020 and then this year suddenly they're asking for me not to weigh 80, then that is in line with, you know, what they're requesting as far as jumps and does that make sense to everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just I don't know if that's ever been discussed before. It's a possibility. Yeah, we can provide that to commissioners. Okay. Not everybody, I don't think all of the agencies. Uses the others. What? Don't, doesn't use other, like, requests from well, United not every, Way. Not all the agencies request the United Way, do they? No. No, no. Right. And, no, I, yeah, I just, yeah, and if they're not, then they're not. Yeah, I, I mean, just wanted to get an idea of. And remember, for those that do the ask doesn't goals. have anything to do with what, what they oh, yeah. get. Right. Okay. Yeah. Also true. <laughs> And Which will be absolutely true this year. Going, and going back to my point, the one rule is we have to fund a minimum of 15000 but we don't necessarily have to increase an agency. We can, we can decrease an agency. If, if we've gotten information that shows that, you know, for whatever reason, unit cost is more or we feel that we're, you know, Iowa City is, you know, too heavily funded in something or because of decisions made a couple of years ago, we can, there's no, nothing that says we have to give an increase to an organization, so. And as of right now, we're not seeing, we have not got the city of Iowa City Council yeah. has not approved an additional jump in the funds, correct? No, we're not that far along in our budget process, so I think we provided a number of our estimate, um, I believe so. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at right now. So, I am. I was. I'm not available during the day right now until 5:30. So, um, I didn't even get this letter on CWJ. I'd like to go through this. I, I don't think it's fair not to go through this at the meeting because I haven't read it. And for me to try and read it, I may get home and say, "Wait a minute! Now I've got questions." So, can we go through? Um, this um, staff, you can take us through what you asked and what they responded. I, I know I've got a letter in front of me, but I cannot read this and concentrate at the same time at a meeting. Sure. So um, earlier this week, an article came out in the newspaper about um, Center for Worker Justice. Um, essentially, they had a they had to pay an IRS penalty for a delay in filing taxes. So. Um, and that the article said that they had lost their nonprofit for a period of time as a result of that. And so staff reached out to them with a few questions about just kind of compliance related to aid to agencies and the other funding that we provide. So um, one thing we asked them was how they would comply with the city's audit policy. Um, we have different levels of audit requirements for agencies that receive city funding. And so if your agency had a total budget of 500000 or more, um, you'd have to submit an audit prior to receiving the legacy aid to agency funds. So this is in the future. We're kind of asking how are they going to prepare to comply with this if they were to receive funding. Um, they they um, have hired an external accountant and would, would work with them um, to meet the audit requirements is basically what their response was. Um, we're also meeting with them for technical assistance because the agency receives um, is receiving federal funds through the ARPA program. Um, so we're working with them on that end. Um, one of the, the second question was what changes has C Center for Worker Justice implemented with their accounting and financial management procedures? 
to ensure ongoing compliance. Um, so they're using a professional accountant agency to complete their, um, their 990 um, and resolve those issues. And then they're shifting from volunteers doing accounting to professional reporting services. And then our third question, um, we asked about the timeline of their of losing their 501c3 status and when it was reinstated and asked them to provide documentation that it was in place um, since this impacts their eligibility for funding. And so they, you can read through it, but essentially they said they didn't actually lose their status. It was just with the timing, they revoked it and then they um, um, reaffirmed the status. So it was just like timing of the submission. It was retroactively reestablished? I believe so. And that was last year, so it didn't coincide with our funding, like our legacy process at all. So. Well, I'll say it would have been better for us to find this out rather than the newspaper. That's, that's my uh, two cents for it. I guess I'm a little concerned that um, CWJ is now a legacy agency and they're proposing now that um, they want to meet with the city for technical assistance to make sure they're in compliance with, with the regulations. I mean, I would hope that they would have been in compliance all along, obviously, but um, can I, can I comment on that? Um, so when I submitted this, these questions to them, I was also asking not only about the legacy application, but also the federal funds that they're gonna they're receiving through okay. ARPA. And so we had recommended that they do um, technical assistance to make sure they're meeting the uniform administrative requirements for federal funding. Right. So that, that was more related to um, the federal portion. Well, one of my questions that I had for CWJ, I don't remember the name of their program, from our home to yours or something like that, where I think in the narrative they said that they distributed, was it about a half a million dollars? But that wasn't reflected in their financials. And to tell you the truth, I, I didn't get any more clarity from the answer that I asked. Uh, that was one of the questions. I, I didn't get any clarity. Um, what page is there? Questions and answers. I, I don't know. I have okay. some of this just in my head. <laughs> so, um, okay. So the question that I have is: Should have that been run through the books, and would that have put them over the mark for an audit? Oh. I don't know how you don't run that kind of those kind of funds through your books. I wondered the same thing when I read that. I believe they answered this question. You believe what? I'm sorry, what? They answered this question. Yeah, about the, about it, the, it, uh, the it, half a million distributed. I, I know, I asked the question, but what I said is I, I didn't get I didn't get any more clarity about why they didn't run that through the books.
And there is a disconnect between the description of my home to yours is distributing 500,000 individuals and family, but because that article talks about 65,000, well, that was 2020, so maybe it's the 2020 versus 2021. Well, I think the program, uh, it spanned over Multiple years. two to three years. But I'm still not sure that was in their budgeted figures. Did they provide a budget for us? We had it's an in the application. Is it? It's in the joint application. Okay. You don't have to wait on me. I'll, I'll find it eventually. I, I would assume that next month is where there's going to be more comments because there's going to be a lot of discussion about why people are scoring the way they're scoring, why the recommendation and funds. So um, once that information comes back to you, we'll see it on some sort of spreadsheet and it'll have everybody's recommendations and then is the way that it's been done in the past is you take a average of, of that yeah I was going to explain some of that in the next item but I'll put it all together for you will you I, it just depends on what the data shows but we can show rankings we can show averages um, we'll just try to put together a selection of things for you to look at I actually thought it was interesting that the neighborhoods uh, centers talked about the change in the uh, computer programming. Yeah, the Windows 10 to Windows 11 up Right, and nobody else did. I thought that was interesting. Well, it, I, could, it could be a big deal. <laughs> it's going to be a big deal for me at home. <laughs> well, some organizations prepare for that, so, I mean, oh. it may not be a... A problem for them because it they was have a it. free upgrade if your equipment was up to date enough. So if it was oh, less okay. than five or six years old, then the Windows 10 to 11, Windows 11 upgrade was was free. Oh. But if you had a 10 year old PC or 11, 12 year old oh. PC, then you have to replace the PC in order to do the upgrade. Yeah. So I'm in trouble. You mean at home? I'm well, in I big mean, trouble. If at home. you have that old of a computer, then maybe I yes. do. <laughs> Yeah, I got caught in that trap. Well, so I was so happy that my old computer worked so well, and the other program just worked so well, and I was used to it. And um, I don't deal well with change anymore. But um, yeah, it happened. Well, anyway, I would hope that the organizations would have some sort of tech budget plan that maybe it's. I mean, I understand how it can be a big deal for one organization, especially when new people come in and. You know they're taking a look at but 
um, I wouldn't think that it would be a surprise for everybody. So. Well, it seems like it may be a good uh, time to move on to agenda item number six now. Yeah. Um, legacy aid to agencies, next steps, individual scoring and funding recommendations. Um, so in the last page of your packet, there's a, I put a calendar together to kind of give you the benchmarks of what's upcoming for you. Um, in the packets that I mailed to you as well, um, there will be a copy of the score sheet and I'll follow up after the meeting and send you an electronic version of that. Basically the next step is to start looking through the applications and scoring and making your funding recommendations based on those scores. Um, the next date to be looking for will be November 1st. We will get you our staff scores and our funding recommendations so you have time to think about that um, in reference to your own scores and what you're thinking. And then after that, November 8th is when we would like scores to be submitted to us to give us time to do um, what Becky was referencing by putting all the scores together and getting some just information for you to look at at the next meeting. If we don't have scores by that date, it's gonna be really difficult for us to put something useful together for you. So if you could definitely get those to us by November 8th, that will help us get you the most useful information. You constantly badger me to remind me, correct? The, the faster you send it to me, the less emails you will get from me. Oh, I should expect something all the way up till November 7th. Probably, yep, yep. I um, wasn't listening because I was thumbing through this. Sure. Um, so please excuse me, but um, in terms of scoring, there will be a packet, there will be something in a packet that mm -hmm. will guide us through how we are to score. Yeah, so we'll get you, um, and you can do this on, you can handwrite it, you can do it electronically and send it to me. You'll get a score sheet, and then you'll also get um, the more narrative description of the scoring criteria. So you can write your scores into the first sheet, and then we'll also send you the descriptions of how the scores are broken down. Um, so you'll get both of those things. Okay. And like I said, handwritten is fine if you want to drop it off to me. Mail it, email it, we'll accept it. As long as we can read it, I can put it into something that is usable for everybody. Thank you. Um, you, when I corresponded with you earlier, I don't know if that was today or yesterday, um, you sent me the little section snippet of the agency budget. And Carol, I, I, I think it's, um, so it's, uh, the questions are, there's a five point, a two point, and a zero point spread on that, and that's how most of them are. And then you make a decision based on the criteria, like based on agency revenues and expenses, the budget appears accurate, comprehensive, clearly documented. Down to two points is based, uh, the budget appears reasonable, but not clear, comprehensive, or detailed. Um, zero points would be based on agency revenues and expenses that appears questionable and or unreasonable. So, um, all of them are kind of like that. I, I think it's okay. you, it gets a little tough sometimes when I want to do a 2.5 or a 3 or something like that. And then, I, I, you know, because not everything's clear, but... Is that allowed? I've done it. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody's told me it's not allowed yet, but um, <laughs> it depends on what it is. Um, so, uh, anyway, it's, it's pretty easy. Uh, I think it's just harder to be accurate, true to what we should be doing is is scoring based on the applications and not what's, you know, 
sentimental feelings or anything like that, so. Yeah, we'll definitely have the applications out while I'm doing the scoring to, to reference back, but I appreciate you explaining that to me. Yeah. The other thing I'll add is that when we did the staff summary sheets, we tried to do some of the legwork for you. We tried to make it match the um, score sheet pretty well, so that should help take you through some of it. Okay. It's hard. It's hard. To do. It can be. Yeah. It can be hard. Yeah. The gravity set in this week to me really about the futures that were affecting by the by the recommendations that we make. That's pretty powerful. I know. Yeah. Well, I think I have more of a problem with sometimes uh, historically when I've sat over there, um, comments about the bigger agencies don't need it as the little agencies do. And that's not true. And um, it, it does frustrate me um, sometimes to see the bottom line in terms of the percentage that um, a larger agency isn't getting versus a percentage a smaller agency is getting. Um, overall percentage, that bothers me too. So, um, but, you know, there's nothing we can do about any of that. There's so many, I believe there's so many layers that need to be peeled back and looked at in this whole process. And I, you know, that's what I'm gonna to talk to about later, um, hopefully in another meeting. So agenda item number uh, seven is staff and commission updates. Um, we don't have a ton of updates this week, but we did have a video we wanted to show you. It's about four or five minutes long. I would note this video um, was something we discussed back in April with the commission when it was um, community development week. There was a suggestion to um, do a video on the housing fellowship. And so it took a while, but here it is. So oh. this was came out of the commission's recommendation. Affordable rental housing is a, a very big problem in Johnson County. Um, families being able to find uh, safe, decent housing that is uh, affordable and uh, meets their family's needs. It was really, really hard. Um, I was actually born and raised here in Iowa City, and so I've kind of seen the changes with what that looks like based on affordability. I'm the director of the Housing Fellowship, uh, organizations about 30 years old. Our mission is to um, make uh, permanent um, rental housing as affordable as possible um, for families of limited incomes. We're basically a typical landlord, although we have different funding sources than most for-profit landlords. A number of our projects, if not most of our projects, um, are funded in part uh, through federal dollars that flow through the city of Iowa City. The city and the Housing Fellowship are longtime partners in providing affordable housing in the community. The city provides grants and loans to the Housing Fellowship so that they can complete affordable housing projects where they increase the supply of affordable housing. The city receives CDBG and home funds annually and we allocate those funding, those funding dollars to um, local agencies who are able to carry out projects for affordable housing or pro other projects that serve low-income residents. Most commonly we do this through the Home Investment Partnerships funding. The city receives that annually through HUD and the Housing Fellowship is a Community Housing Development Organization or CHODO, so they're a critical component of the home funding that the city receives. 
Without that funding, especially early on in our organization's existence, um, we wouldn't have been able to accomplish what we've accomplished. We own 213 units throughout Johnson County. The lion's share of those are single-family homes, duplexes, townhomes. Uh, we do own two apartment buildings as well, a 33-unit building downtown and a 12-unit building on the east side of town. Most of our units are uh, income qualified units, so um, a household's income is capped at a given amount um, and that varies by apartment. This was a completely rehabilitated home and so I went from being in a two bedroom apartment paying more actually than what I pay now for a full home. Growing up, actually, my mother was in the housing fellowship program, so I learned about it through that, and I remembered how much of a resource and how helpful it was to my family growing up. And so when it was my turn and I started raising my own family, I was trying to do it in a way that could work the best for me. I have been able to prioritize other important things in my family unit as far as extracurricular activities for my boys and things that they want to do. We're interacting with a tenant, say, that is struggling to pay rent or um, an applicant that's struggling to find housing, and we're able to either access funds to um, waive or lower their rent or find housing for a family that is in pretty dire need of housing pretty quickly. When we're able to figure that out for a family, it's absolutely rewarding for all of our staff. The Housing Fellowship is one of our most experienced affordable housing providers in the community. Because they're a mission-driven nonprofit, we know that the housing will remain affordable in the long term and that they'll continue to be an important component of Iowa City's ongoing affordable housing efforts. It's just been really beneficial to have our first home as a small family and to be able to afford it and not feel stressed out about all of the things that come with being a first time home renter. We've been here a few months and it seems like we've been here longer in a way because it, we just settled in immediately and it's been very comforting. Did I see that on the city's channel, channel four? Uh, maybe, I saw they just posted it before this meeting, so I think it's a fairly new video. I saw it somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's a nice, nicely put together video. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have many other updates. The only other thing, I guess, um, shortly before this meeting, I got a message from Elizabeth that she's resigned from the commission. So I'll share her um, letter with you in a follow-up email. And I guess our next meeting, what do we say? Um, coming up in November. So again, just making sure you get those scores to me. But did you have any other updates? Are there any updates from commissioners? I don't know. Which one was Elizabeth? Did she work at community? Oh, okay. She sat over there. Had the Sorry. Long hair. Uh, November eighth, well, I believe. A couple meetings. Yeah, submitted by November eighth. No, 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 for next meeting. Oh yeah, sorry. It's about a week after that. The seventeenth. 
You do realize that we have to have him back on election day, right? <laughs> Vote early. between now and election day. Vote now. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, we just got a short calendar in. You can do it, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and agenda item number eight is adjournment. May I have a motion to adjourn? I make a motion. Second. All in favor say aye. 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 aye.